Hey, superheroes, I'm Pink Phoenix, coming to you from Purdue University College of Veterinary Medicine's League of Vetihumans. Today, our special guest on Vetihumans Live is a Vetihuman in training, Fire Blossom. Thanks for being on the show, Fire Blossom. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited about this show. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about your story? So... Fire Blossom is my superhero name. My actual name is Victoria Johnson. I grew up, or I was born actually in New Orleans, Louisiana, but I grew up in Houston, Texas. Um, I went to college at Prairie View A&M University, where I got my Bachelor of Science in Agriculture and minored in Chemistry. Um, and I am currently the, or a DVM candidate in the class of 2024 at Purdue University. That's exciting, huh? It is very exciting. <laughs> Tell me about the move. Uh, when did you move growing up? How old were you when you moved to Texas? I was, I think, four, about to be five years old. So I am mostly Texan. <laughs> Little, My whole family is from Louisiana. and Most of my family is there, but I've been in Houston most of my life. So you identify as Texan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Fire Blossom, how did you pick your superhero name? Um, I was trying to find two opposite words or two words that have opposite meanings of each other and try to combine it in one. So I chose fire because fire to me means chasing your dreams, not letting anything get in your way, overcoming all obstacles and being fiery with it. So doing what you can to reach your goals. And also having a strong passion, which is the fire in me doing veterinary medicine. Blossom basically means that I am transitioning from being a student, which I've been all my life, to a veterinary professional and helping animals as well as people. So that was just a brief meaning of why I chose that superhero name. I love that. (laughs) This is wonderful. And you will continue to blossom and grow. Yes. So tell me about the moment when you knew you had to become a veterinarian. So my journey to veterinary medicine is um, not like the typical story. I've always had a love for animals. I've had pets growing up. I had fish, dogs, one cat. um, I think that's it. And a a couple of hamsters. My love for the field did not develop until maybe I think I was a sophomore in college um, when I started taking like animal science courses because I did have an interest in vet med. So what I started doing was going off of campus outside of school and um, shadowing different veterinarians, seeing how they interact with clients. One of my favorite things to see was um, a patient coming in super not variable. Some of them are very sick. Just seeing how the veterinarian communicated with the clients, showed compassion in hard times, um, in hard cases, and also educating clients because animals can't speak for themselves. And I find that veterinarians do have a special interaction or they form like a bridge between human and um, animal health. And just being able to communicate with the client um, different things that they can do to improve their animal's health. And um, also serving as a voice for animals as well. I think that's like something that I am passionate about is being the voice for animals and helping people help animals. That's such a great perspective because 
the communication piece with the humans that work with the animals, that own the animals, that are parts of those animals' families is just so essential and key to making a difference in their lives. Yes, definitely. Okay, let's get to the hard questions. <laughs> what did you think vet college would be like and what's it really like? So I talked to a lot of vet students before vet school. So I pretty much had the idea that we are in school from eight to five every day. And your evening is basically consumed with studying. And that's pretty much what it is. Um, <laughs> I think that's really what it's like. Um, and also trying to balance personal life, such as keeping in contact with family members. Um, that's also what it's like too, because it is a constant balance between trying to um, handle the rigor of school as well as trying to maintain contact with family that I can sometimes lose um, or forget to, which is pretty bad, but I've been better with it. Um, I would say vet school is definitely like the fire hose analogy that everyone describes. It's not so much the material is challenging as trying to stay up to date with the material, uh, making sure that the time spent studying in the evening is efficient. That's another thing. Um, and then also trying to understand the material that's being presented. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what that school is like, a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> what were you most anxious about before starting that college? Um, Basically, the move from Texas to Indiana, um, that was probably the most anxious thing that I've had besides vet school alone, because Texas is nice and warm, Indiana, it's cold, so adjusting to having to scrape my ice off my car every morning, making sure I wake up in the morning early enough to do that, just just acclimating to the whole difference in the climate and weather. I think that was the most anxious thing. And then also moving from Texas, Indiana is a 16 hour drive and I typically have to fly home. So just adjusting being that far away from home was the biggest one. So what strategies have you used to navigate that? Um, being at Purdue, um, for the vet up program in summer of 2019, that definitely helped navigating the area because I knew the area before I got here. So that definitely helped being familiar with um, like places that I like to go, being familiar with professors. That kind of made me more comfortable in the move. So tell us more about the vet up program. So the vet up program that I was in, it was the first vet up program. Um, 26 students participated in the program. It was a six-week residential program. So we were living off campus about 10 minutes away and taking DVM, um, first, second, and third-year DVM classes. Uh, we also had hands-on activities um, that are typically done in VSAC, such as, I believe we did um, restraint methods in cats and dogs. We also had off-campus excursions, such as going to a pig farm and dairy farm, which was very nice. Um, and then at the end, we had a, um, I believe it was a ceremony, like a graduation ceremony, marking the completion of the program. And also had an early interview at opportunity as well. 
and that's how I got into Purdue. That's excellent. I remember you in that group. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice having that first inaugural class. Yes, it was. If you were talking to a friend, how would you recommend they prepare for vet college? So I believe, or me personally, I believe getting the most experience, vet experience possible that you, or getting the most veterinary experience before vet school um, in all species. So cats, dogs, and large animals such as cattle, horses, goats, small ruminants. Um, I believe it does um, allow for learning new skills easier. And it also helps you determine if vets, veterinary uh, medicine is the right field for you. Um, I think it's a luxury having a lot of veterinary experience because it does prepare you a little bit more for vet school. You can see um, different things that you might not be able to see in, um, when you, for instance, if you go to practice. So it's really hard to get that kind of experience, uh, mm -hmm. especially before college and, and even before vet school. What strategies did you use to get that experience? Uh, you talked about experiences you had. How did you make those happen? So I was lucky enough to have a vet that took all students like five minutes away from campus. So I would go to them after school. They did pretty much any animal small and large. I was able to see a lot of procedures. Um, so my advice is just calling different veterinary clinics around your area, seeing if they allow students to shadow. And if not, there if you live in a large city, there are plenty of opp potential opportunities. Smaller communities might be a little hassle, um, but that's pretty much how I did it. That's great advice. All right, I want to hear about your favorite class and why you love it so much. <laughs> My favorite class thus far has probably been parasitology, just learning the different parasites each animal can have, their different life cycles, um, how they infect animals, sometimes people, is astounding. Um, and it also related to my previous favorite show, I don't think it's on anymore, Monsters Inside Me. Um, so yeah, just knowing how each parasite has like their own, I call them personalities and how they like to move around for an animal, an animal. That was probably my favorite part. <laughs> That's excellent. I love parasitology too. <laughs> Do you have a favorite parasite, internal or external, your choice? <laughs> I don't think I have a favorite parasite, but the most fascinating one to learn about were tapeworms because of their complex life cycle. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah they're pretty wild <laughs> so what's been your best day ever at vet college so far um my best day ever let's see I would say the best days ever have been where I complete my last final of the semester and a whole semester is behind me um, and then also me and a couple of friends have had a tradition of getting together after the semester before we part ways to our homes or jobs. So I would say that's probably been the best is just knowing that another semester is behind and I can move forward in my education and um, become closer to a DVM. 
Absolutely. Close <laughs> to the <bad> doctor. <laughs> so speaking of that, what kind of veterinarian are you thinking of being? And has that changed since you started vet school? Um, I think, well, when I started vet school, I was thinking about doing small animal medicine, but then I extended it to doing mixed animal medicine because one, I am not sure exactly what tract I want to do. So I do want to cover all animals and work with all animals. And another thing is um, I plan on working in a mixed animal practice probably for the first couple of years after earning my DBM and working there for like maybe three to five years and then going into a non-traditional field, working in food safety, regulatory medicine or lab animal medicine. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) Of course, I love the food safety spin. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do for fun when you're not studying? So when I'm not studying, I go on what I call retail therapy. It's really nice (laughs) on a budget, of course. (laughs) Um, Other than that, um, if I don't feel like going out, I just stay in my room and watch like my favorite shows on Netflix and or Disney Plus. Just my favorite movies in general. That's like pretty much what I like to do. I want to hear more about retail therapy. I know. I collect sneakers. What do you have to buy? (laughs) I think my probably what I like to do is go to decorative decorative stores like Michael's Hobby Lobby. Find what I can design in my room. (laughs) I like to do room designs, like interior design. That's like my thing. So not creative store. Listeners can't see, but I can see some of that in the back. Wow, it's beautiful. You are very talented. (laughs) So tell us about your superpowers and how you're using them to support others who want to be veterinarians. I would say my superpower is remaining positive and upbeat. I feel like that's contagious. If you're positive, you can spread positivity to others who might be feeling down. Um. Also, I like to, um, if I notice like one of my classmates is not doing so well, I like to reach out to them to, you know, just give them like positive messages and everything. And I've, in vet school, sometimes like there's some weeks that are very tough. So having that one person that's positive around others does have an impact. So that's what I, I'm typically that person that's always like, good morning. <laughs> I absolutely love how all the way through you focused on the human element of veterinary medicine. (laughs) It's just so important and so critical and being very proud right now. (laughs) (laughs) So before we wrap up, what inspirational message do you have for aspiring veterinarians who are listening? An inspirational message I have is something I just saw yesterday on social media, and it said, five years ago, you dreamed about where you are now. And that really hit home with me because five years ago was 2017. I was a sophomore in college starting to take my prerequisites like inorganic, inorganic chemistry, biology, physics. I thought those classes would take me out. I was losing hope in achieving or trying to achieve my goal of gaining admission to veterinary school. So I had like a whole, I had a big negative cloud over my head. So I would like to say to students now is do not let challenges and obstacles like that 
overcome you. You can do it. Um, you, if you are serious about veterinary medicine, serious about entering vet school, you will make sure you handle everything you can, do whatever, everything you can to make sure you achieve your dreams like I did. I did not allow those classes to determine who I am. <laughs> I did my best. I got through it and I'm here. And I hope to say the same thing five years from now when I am a veterinarian. So, yeah. That is absolutely awesome. And I can't wait to interview you, have you back on Vet Humans Live five years from now, and you can tell us all how wonderful being a veterinarian is. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, Fire Blossom. Thank you for having me. I appreciated it. You can learn about other League of Veta Humans superheroes at VetaHumans.org. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends. And remember, use your powers for good. <laughs> <laughs>